What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Horror Zone 607. We are the podcast that talks all things horror and brings you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Spooky Mike, and it is the week of May 22nd. It is hot in upstate New York, and we are here to talk some horror like we always are each and every week. And before we get to that, I can't do the show alone. You know this. So sitting next to me, right to my right, he can drink you and your grandmother under the table. He's rich. I am still dealing with the after repercussions of Livestream for the Cure, by the way. Thanks uh, thanks to the fine people at Livestream for the Cure. Also, congratulations to our friends over at Livestream for the Cure on raising $23,000 for the Cancer Research uh, Institute of America, Woo! including uh, at a $20,000 goal, so $3,000 over the goal. Of course, uh, we take we've this is our third year taking place in the event uh, as being content creators and myself and uh, Ken M from the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. We're the 11 p.m. to midnight on Friday. We did wrestling trivia and uh, it was a game of drinking. So if Ken got the question right, I had to take a nice big slug of Natty Daddy, which I fucking hate. <laughs> <laughs> and if uh, he got the question wrong, because he doesn't drink, as we all know, come to find out Ken M does not like Dr. Pepper. I don't either. Oh, well, so he had to drink a, a nice sip of Dr. Pepper oh. cream soda even. Oh, God. And uh, he, my wife was, was watching, and she goes, Ken made worse faces with the Dr. Pepper than you did when you were taking shots of liquor. <laughs> and she was like, you, for the most part, she was like, I could tell you were uh, enjoying it a little too much because some of them went down super easy. Because uh, the other thing was if you donated $10 or more, I had to do a shot. And of course, people uh, donated. I drank all, in an hour time frame. I drank probably what most people would drink in a night. And I'm not just bragging because it fucking sucked the next day. All of my Saturday was a wash. But it was for a great cause. Uh, I was I, I felt like shit. Uh, but once again, I am happy to be a part of something that's doing and reaching and impacting people. So all the great content creators and, of course, the fine folks over at Livestream for the Cure, thank you so much as we hit our goal. And then some $23,000 going to the Cancer Research Institute. Uh, Very nice. Awesome. It's pretty awesome. So thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, it makes it that much more worth it. Next year... Not doing drinking. Well, I was going to just say, you know, after the show, uh, that leads me to my next question. After the show, you want to go get a beer? Oh, hell no. Dude, <laughs> so my, my kid had his lacrosse banquet last night, and we didn't really, me and my wife didn't really say it. It was, it was, it was very cramped and fucking hot. And, of course, I'm dealing with a hangover, so I'm per sweating profusely. And when we were in there, though, the coach comes up, and he hands us these wristbands. He's like, oh, put this on. It gets you free if you get Coors Light, if you don't mind drinking Coors Light. There's a keg for free for us. So I'm just like. I don't want to fucking drink shit, man. <laughs> if you only knew what I did last night, you don't want to drink fucking sweating shit. Sweating liquor here, guy. I'm yeah, I'm still getting over it. But it was, it was crazy. So once again, thank you guys. And uh, like I said, last week, you guys heard the advertisement for it. If you guys tuned in, thank you so much. If not, uh, it was it's a good time. So make sure next year, because it's always in May. We always talk about it, and we always are a part of it. And uh, next year, I, I told my wife already, I, I'll give you guys a Horror Zone exclusive. I think I'm going to do the Hot Ones Challenge next week Ooh. you know the hot one show yeah. i think i'm gonna order the box and do the hot ones challenge and throw some questions in there uh so that's what i think i'm gonna do next year because i don't want to drink again not this quick <laughs> I, I i paid for it i paid for it immensely but thank you guys thank you if you did tune in and donate money you fucking rock we hit the goal it's awesome so that is awesome we got a we got a big show this week got a little bit of show not uh 
not a, a ton of news to talk about, but some big things to talk about there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I lied last week. Oh, um, you lied. I did. You're a liar. Uh, I liar, said liar, that, liar, pants on fire. Yes. And, you know what happens when that happens. I know. And that, of course, means that when you lie, you have to do a review of the new Firestarter movie. And we're going to be doing that. that that's the Coming up later half. in the second, second half of the show. show. But in the first half of the show, what I actually lied about was last week I said that we were going to do a list. I, I made a list, and we were going to talk about movies that really could use a sequel. Well, we're not going to do that. I'm going to save that for next week because I, got, I made another list at the same time, and I decided, you know what? I'd rather talk about this one, and that's movies that could benefit from a, from a remake. So we're going to discuss that after we get done talking about the news. So we got a big show. Yeah, absolutely. But you Fun know stuff. what? Why not? Let's jump right in to the news. The legendary, mostly cruel, eight with kills, kills, kills. AK, shout outs to the Merkins once again for giving us one of those awesome. So if you guys have not seen the video, go to see the Merkins, mostly cruel. Cruel. It's got Ghostface as Nikki Six. Uh, Mick is per- played by Freddy Krueger. Jason is Vince Neil, and Michael Myers on the drums as he uh, as uh, dressed up as uh, Tommy Lee. So wow, I love the hair. It is. It is great. They did a great job on this You're one. Freddie with his little, with his little cap on. I yeah. don't know. It's, it looks really. It looks terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> That's the only part that looks terrifying. They be, they have the bejeweled uh, hockey mask. Yeah. Uh, if you notice, uh, they have they put the they put makeup in the little eye thing on uh, Michael Myers on the drums, so he looked like Tommy Lee a little more. Uh, pretty uh, interesting stuff. So shout outs to the Merkins as always. There's no end to what those guys can do. Those guys are awesome. So. <laughs> That's going to bring us into this week's Horror Zone movie news, or well, news period. It's not just new movies. Right. And uh, we're not going to be talking about movies really much at all here uh, this week, but we are going to be talking about Stranger Things Season 4, which is going to be out on Netflix. At least Volume 1 is going to be available on Netflix in less than a week. So we are less than a week away from the big season. I got to get back and watch Season 3 again just to kind of refresh my memory because it's been like 20 Great years. Season. Great the, season. The best season of anything, on t- the best finale of any show I've ever seen. It's how, this, it's how the show should have come to an end, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, it didn't. We're going to be getting another season. And here's what we're going to be talking about with this. Uh, first of all, um, we got a little bit more information about the volumes themselves. And Volume 1, we now know. Now they what, before, I, I want to preface this by saying they promised us that it was going to be like two full seasons across the two volumes. There was going to be so much more. And it's going to be du- almost double the episodes. And, you know, that, that's how they, they made it sound. And here's what we found out. Volume 1 is going to have seven episodes. Volume 2 is going to have two. So it's going to be nine episodes, which is what pretty much... All of the other seasons have had maybe eight episodes. There might be one more in this mm-hmm. one. Um, my understanding is I did not get um, the length of each episode, but I guess the episodes are going to be longer. So when they said they were going to be supersized episodes, we're going to find out in a week, you know, less than a week, how long they are. Um, but what we do know is that there are going to be seven episodes in volume one, and there's going to be two episodes in volume two, which is coming out just before the 4th of July. Yes. So that's what we know about it. Um, 
you know, I don't know what you want to add to that, but I'm a little disappointed. I thought we were going to be getting maybe, you know, something like 16 episodes. No, no, I didn't even think. I mean, there's part of me thought that. I I didn't know what they were going to do here. But it looks like the two episodes, like, they haven't given us times, but I, I feel like they're going to clock in at probably like an hour and a half or better. Uh, because I feel like it's going to be a three to four hours of the last two, so it's just going to be these supersized episodes, whereas the other seven will probably be the normal 45 minute to an hour mark, because usually they stuck to like the the 45 to 55 minute mark right. on the original seasons of of uh, Stranger Things. So, uh, I, I, I it's going to be a, one of those wait and sees. It's uh, you know, I'm going to be checking it out and obviously watching the first part, and then I'm canceling my Netflix for a while. Uh, we've talked about that before, and then I'll be getting it back in uh, July to watch the second part, and then I'll be canceling it again, and then I'll be getting it back in September and to watch Cobra Kai, and then I'll be canceling it again. Uh, listen, man, they're just jacking the prices up, and they're doing all sorts of ridiculous shit, including trying to add ads now. Wonderful at Netflix. You guys are doing a bang-up job over there at Netflix, uh, when, especially when you're in the trenches going to war with HBO Max and Disney Plus and, and other streaming services as well, Peacock, et cetera, et cetera. The Peacock. The Peacock. Uh, but you guys are just doing stupid shit over there. But whatever. It is what it is. Let's not dwell on that. Uh, I, I can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see what they do with it. Hopefully. Hopefully it doesn't fall off the rails and it goes great and it's everything we all hoped and wanted. Uh, if not, yeah, if they I end up being forty-five minutes a piece or whatever, fifty minutes a piece, and that's it, why would you even be breaking that up? Like, right? What, if if uh, are you just trying to keep people from canceling Netflix? Like, what? But, what's? I I think that's the case. But I heard, I did hear that they were. There's a rumor. Let's let's say rumor that they were saying that they were going to clock in closer to the two-hour mark. The last two episodes so it'd be like watching two movies right really. right that's 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 but the, you know what i'm fine with that that I'd would be, be fine great. with that too it would be because that'd be a great way to add you have like these two big movie kind of moments right uh that's why i figured they did they, they, one would probably be like an hour and a half and one would be like an hour 45 because i don't know if they'd be two hours exactly but you know i'm just saying uh if not I, all the first seven episodes weird. are like that too no, I don't know if that's just too much stuff. Yeah. I think that's too much. I really do. If you're doing that, you might as well drag out another fucking season to make more money. Honestly, if you're going to do an hour, if you're going to do like an hour and a half for each show. So, right. I, 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 and also that wouldn't make the last two episodes special. That would just make them normal. Right. So I really think that they're going to just be like the normal, the first half, the first seven episodes would probably be their normal 45 to 55 minute range. Cause that's basically the, the realm. We'll say an hour TV hour, if you will. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think I, I have high hopes and I hope they come true. So hopefully this time next week, I'm like, oh, part the first seven episodes are good. Yeah, we're going to find out. I'm, I'm super excited. Super excited. Absolutely. I think a lot of people are. So it's finally here. What's It's been three years, four years? Three? Because I think 2019. 2019, 2019 was the last out, season. So, so yeah, can't wait to see it. It's uh, going to be the biggest thing going on next weekend. So uh, next up, we got video game news that pertains to a certain movie franchise, and that would be Evil Dead, the game. It is out now, and it sold over 500,000 copies in the first five days. And on top of that, it's getting excellent reviews. Oh, well, uh, I've seen some gameplay footage. I, know, I haven't personally played, but the kid said he played a little bit. He said that it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a little different twist on it. Of course, you play either as a survivor or a deadite. And uh, the twist is, I guess, you have to wait until your threat level rises before you can actually kill the survivors. So you have to do things to scare them. Scare them. I've and also heard that you can't do it on your own. Like they, The way that this game is made up, the way that they balanced it out, you have to work as a team or else you're done. 
Yeah. And even that's difficult. So I saw I saw a lot of gameplay footage of it, though, and I, I think it was really good. I, I'm probably going to get it and play it, but uh, I was just kind of waiting to see what it was going to look like and what it was going to do, and it, it looks great. So kudos to the team over there that made the game, and good shit, man. Yeah. that's one, I'll, I'll probably wait until it comes down in price just because I'm not a big fan of those asymmetrical games, uh, multiplayer games. And from what I understand, the single-player mode that they were talking about is basically similar to what we got on Friday the 13th. It's not like a campaign mode or anything like that. It is an actual like 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 Friday the 13th was where it's just you're playing offline against a bot basically so I'll wait a little bit for it to come out but it does look awesome uh the graphics are good I guess the uh the settings all the different locations and cabins and whatnot that you go to look very much like like the movies I I, I hear that they did an amazing amazing job on this so kudos to them we're excited that it worked out and uh hopefully they keep adding more and more content to it as time goes by Absolutely. And the final piece of news we got this week, and once again, this is one of those things where Rich could easily say, in another news, water's wet, and that is that Chucky Season 2 is coming, and we've heard some of the casting news. Fiona Doroff is officially back to play Nika in Season 2. That's awesome. I mean, once again, it's, it's expected, but uh, I'm glad that it's officially announced because it would have really... Uh, suck if she wasn't back. <laughs> it would, but and some people were making the uh, the comments when I saw the story. Like, yes, we expected her to be back, but what can she possibly do? You do remember what happened to her? Yes. What Tiffany did to her? Well, yes. <laughs> so, but what we've learned, I got to be honest, what we've learned in the world of uh, Chucky is that anything is possible. Yeah. That anything could happen, and that anything can change, and it can get real fucking weird real quick. Let's For be whatever reason, it works in this series. I mean, Tiffany's gone from being a doll to being real to being a doll to being real. <laughs> Chucky, to being both. Chucky now can inhabit like a million and a half different fucking dolls if he yep. wants. Or people. Or people, yeah. Anybody he wants. Yeah, it's, it's kind of... I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, anything else that goes this far off the rails would just, you know, it wouldn't work. For some reason, it always works in Chucky. They could do anything. Yeah, they've set themselves up lovely. Yeah, lovely like, for it. You think something like completely ridiculous, and they could pull it off. You know, it's I don't know. So yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be out September, October, like like season one. I can't wait. Season one was was amazing. If you haven't seen it, uh, the entire season was on uh, Peacock. I, I'm assuming it's still there. I haven't watched any of it on the streaming service. Uh, I didn't because, watch any of it on the streaming service, but it is on Peacock. It, the whole season is there, so yes, correct. Yes, they didn't yeah. take it they off. They didn't take anything. it down. So yeah, if you if you do have Peacock, or even if you don't, get it. You know, watch the series. If you're a fan of the of Chucky and the the Child's Play series in general, it was an amazing season. It was so entertaining. It was funny. It was just as funny as it was brutal. You know, oh, it, I agree. It was, it was fantastic. So um, I can't wait for season two. I can't. But you know what else I can't wait for, Mike C? This week you got a special top ten, and I couldn't let you go out. And this is how much I'm looking forward to this top ten. Your top tens always take my breath away. I, I should have known. We were talking off air about this or on Patreon about this. That this is the song that we should have brought in the news with. You're like, no, I got the Merkins. I got the Merkins. We're not going to do Take My Breath Away by Berlin. 
and there it is. You threw it in there anyway. <laughs> Absolutely, because I I had to have a break in between the news and the in the in the top ten here. You got going uh, on. So, Mike C, why don't you take all of our breaths away with your top ten movies that deserve a remake? Yeah, these are movies that could definitely benefit from a remake, and there's a lot of movies that are in here, and I want to get your take on these as I go through the list here because there's some some good ones, there's some not so good ones, but I think all of these movies were movies that uh, some are better than others but none of them were on the level of a Halloween a Friday the 13th a Nightmare on Elm Street Child's Play it's it's nothing like that these are movies that are you know again some of these are really good some of them are not so they're not big franchise movies they're not the big franchise movies because they don't have sequels they don't have remakes um I don't think any of them have. Well, actually, yeah, one or two. Actually, some of them do have uh, sequels to them, but a lot of them don't. And, and, you know, they're just movies that could really, really do well with a modern take, I think. And I'd be interested to see what they could do with them. So we're going to start right off. There's no, these aren't in any specific order. They're not order. in order. Yeah, so it's not like a countdown. So this is a or list of 10 that you think. Right. So I'm going to start off with the movie Taurus Trap, which is a very creepy movie from the early 80s. Um, definitely low budget, but. I remember this movie. And the premise is neat. I always I didn't like this movie. I want to love this movie, but, but I think that that's that what just could, doesn't. That's probably what could benefit from a remake. Yes, because isn't the isn't it the movie? Get, correct me if I'm wrong. Where the 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 killer, if you will, the the, the antagonist, whatever you want to call him, is like magical at the same time. Right? Yeah, there's that weird scene where he's throwing shit in the room, right? Yeah, there's like. He yeah he's like a right, magician so he can make together. yeah he can make right. mannequins uh, talk yeah, and come yeah, to life yeah. but he's turning people into mannequins. mannequins it's fucking I think they were trying to do too much uh, but this it's, is a by the way perfect example of a movie that could take a remake and oh, maybe yeah. make it better take all those fucking throwing shit at the wall ideas that they had kind of flesh Literally. them out and, uh, and and go somewhere cool so that'd be cool yeah, yeah it's got a great soundtrack it's got a great look to it the atmosphere of the movie's great um, if you haven't seen it check it out and let us know what you think of it it's not a perfect movie the first time I watched it. It was our friend, the maestro, that actually was like, I love it. You got to borrow this. You got to watch this, man. You're going to love it. And I was kind of like, eh, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. And right, I watched yeah. it more times. It's on Shudder right now. Uh, so if you have Shudder, uh, check that out. Um, but great score. I love the score of this movie. And it's definitely creepy. Yeah, it's got yeah. a very creepy feel to it. I'd love to see what a modern take on this movie could be. Yeah. That next would be a good one. Up, next up, I've got The Burning, a movie that uh, any day now the professor is going to show up in the studio and give us a review. <laughs> uh, I actually really did enjoy The Burning when we watched and reviewed it for the show. Uh, yeah, I this would be a great movie to remake because not a lot of people know about it. A lot, not, not a lot of people have seen it, I would argue. Uh, you should see it because it's great. I think that would that's the whole point of a remake sometimes is to get new eyes on a product that might have been there. The story was decent enough already. I mean, yeah, it had some you knew it was in the nineteen eighties. Jason yeah. Alexander's in the movie. You could put him in people. The, you could put him in the movie. Holly again. Hunter. Yeah, they got a ton of people. Yeah, there's a lot of big but people that were in there. I, I Fisher just, Stevens. Before they before they were big, some of them. Yeah. Even. Uh, I will I will throw it out there. This would be a perfect one for a remake. You could actually just almost do a shot for shot remake, maybe the uh, Clean it up a little bit. Give it a bigger like budget and line. better acting. Yeah. And, That's the uh, biggest problem with it. It's very low budget and looks that way. And yeah, but the some of the makeup effects were bad. Um, although there were some good makeup effects too from Tom Savini. We could we could we could shine it up and make it look good. Yeah, that's the whole point of I a like remake. To see so that I movie like with it. a bigger budget good, yeah. to it. And it. Five million dollars, you can make a good movie. You know, we know this. Let Blumhouse do it. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. Uh, next on the list is one of my all-time favorites to watch in the month of October, and that's the movie The Fun House. The Fun House is a great movie. I don't know. Here's the problem with remaking this movie. I don't know in this climate how we how we make the movie because some people would probably try to feel bad for the, the killer of the movie. True. Because the killer is just a, a deformed, like, vampire-esque 
yeah, some kind of a monster. Grotesque. It's it's, a, it's it's like a hybrid of a slasher movie. It looks and feels like a slasher movie, but it's also uh, creature feature. a creature feature, very much. Yeah. So I mean, I dig it, but I yeah, you, I don't know that you need. You could that, argue because you could argue that the the the, the killer is a tortured, deformed being, alien, maybe, I don't know. But it doesn't have to be that. Well, you could change it. I thought it could have been cooler if it was just a guy under a Frankenstein mask, which is how it started. Right, right. But, I mean, I like the twist to it. Yeah. But you'd have to do something different. I don't think you would... I think what you'd have to do is make the, the lead characters uh, smarter so there's no old guy torturing it in a cage. Yeah. Because then people wouldn't feel bad for the deformed being, and it would be good. Yeah, I, I like I said, I, I would like to see a straight up slasher because you know, give it the same kind of atmosphere. Give it that look of the eighties. Give it give it the colors and the, the, the shadows, all the darkness that was in that movie, have it take place inside of a really cool set. Cause that that's one thing that, that movie has going for it. The setting, the set pieces look phenomenal. Except I don't know where they got so much space in that tiny little uh <laughs> funhouse because it was just like a trailer. Movie magic. Yeah. But, um, you know, give it the same look and feel and make it just a straight-up slasher, and I think you could have a really, really cool remake if they went with that. Uh, next on the list is one that, to my surprise, was a made-for-TV movie. I think it was on CBS many, many years, like 40-something years ago. Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Uh, Ron from 3FN talks about this movie all the time. Have you when seen he talks it? About, uh, no, I have not. You can see it on YouTube. Yeah, you can see it on YouTube. I do know that because he's brought it up a ton of times. As a kid, it terrified him. It's one of his favorite movies to talk about as far as like when he was a kid getting into horror movies. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think he would be all for this as well. You know who plays the the uh, Scarecrow? No. Dr. Giggles. Really? Dr. Giggles. Dr. Giggles he's, is the Scarecrow. He is. That's interesting. He's kind of a simple-minded guy. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but he ends up. I think tragically being getting a, killed or something. Being a, being a scarecrow. Yeah, he ends up becoming a scarecrow somehow. Um, creepy movie for a TV movie. Yeah. Well, so. we just saw a great effect in uh, what the the Silver Teeth movie there, the werewolf movie, uh, the Cursed. So oh. I, I don't know if you did. You see the Cursed or no? Is that the one with Christina Ricci in it? No, no, no. It's uh, the Cursed is a, the new one that came out that takes place back in the day, and the gypsies curse oh, this family, no. and it's a werewolf thing it. with these silver dentures that turn people into <laughs> werewolves if you get bit. Huh. It's fucking or well, like werewolf creatures, if I should say. I didn't even know about this. Yeah, yeah, it's actually pretty good. I think you should watch it. Uh, it's a period piece though, because it takes place. I think I want to say in the 1700s. I could be wrong. Might be the 1800s. I like period horror, but it's, it's, I would it's love a to see more of but it. But there's a creepy scarecrow in it because the one guy they cut off his they cut off his hands and his feet the one gypsy guy and they stuff him like a scarecrow and they put him up to die crucifixion style <laughs> and he looks like a scarecrow yeah. and then in the dreams of people he fucking comes to life and I'm like oh that's creepy that would be cool so if they can nail the effect for that they should nail the effect for this you know what I think we need and I've said this before maybe I shouldn't say this maybe I should try to come up with it myself and get paid for it but I would like to see like a movie that takes place in either the 17 or 1800s or even go back further a slasher movie I don't know of any that are like that that take place like a true slasher same premise like you have with a scream or a Halloween but set it 100 years ago 200 years ago something like that I would the love village to see is that. absolutely terrifying the village I'm joking yeah <laughs> not a big fan of that movie although I like it more now than when I saw it in theaters alright next one that I've got on here is Stephen King's Graveyard Shift that'd be a good remake it's uh, not the, a great movie. What I remember of it is a kind of a it was dingily shot. Very. And I didn't, that I didn't like the disgusting giant rat thing or yeah, bat yeah, yeah. or whatever it was that was killing everybody one by one. Yeah, but I didn't like the way that they shot it. It looked weird. Yeah. It looked like it looked grainy. And, I mean, I understand back then it wasn't the same, but it, it yeah, looked it was like early more, 90s, yeah, 90 but, or 91. But it looked more grainy than usual. It was a really right. dingy shot movie, so it would probably yeah, put some budget into it, yeah. You know, it's 
kind of a low budget movie from 1990. You know, it just you know that era. You uh-huh. know the era we're talking about. It's when movies kind of started going downhill a little bit. Um, but there's there's good material there, and I think it could be a good movie, a good remake. So I'd like to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next, I got in here. Have you ever seen the movie Madman? I don't think so. The Madman Mars. It's got a great. That I will have to play that at some point. You talk about a great theme song. Beware, beware, beware the Madman Mars. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> well, it could use it. There's just like a giant axe-toting backwoodsman that's killing people. You know, typical uh, typical setting, typical type no, of slasher movie. Gotcha. Um, very low budget, but it could be awesome if they put some money into it and were to remake it and put it out in theaters today. No, that'd be, that. once again, since I haven't seen it, that means probably a lot of you haven't seen it. I think that's on Shudder right now, too. I'll have to check it out. And which means that's the best thing for a remake, is getting more eyes on a product that people haven't seen. Yeah. One of the characters, his name is TP, and at one point you see him with a belt buckle. It says TP on the belt buckle. We always laugh about TP. Very, very good. Next, I got Chopping Mall. Hmm. I love Chopping Mall. Mm-hmm. I saw it for the first time a couple of years ago, maybe a year or two ago. You'd have to, you'd have to more, you'd have to modernize it because it yes. definitely it, it didn't has, age well. It has the, it has the visual, uh, the visual effects for it is what it thought that a robot would be in the 1980s, <laughs> right? But uh, yeah, I think that the idea would be cool and cool to see something Absolutely. different. You they, know? Should, they should also bring back our good friend Barbara Crampton for the movie. Oh, she would do it in a heartbeat. You kidding me? Yeah, maybe put her in a different role, but yeah, yeah. Barbara Crampton in the movie. Why Barbara not? Crampton? We should pitch that to her sometime. Why not? Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Good movie. I don't like that movie. It's so poorly done. Well, I, The Maestro I, loves this movie. You ready for this? I'm going to say it this way. It's a good movie and it's terrible. It's terrible. It's got some it's surprisingly good, good kills right, in it, though. That's what I'm saying. It's a good, it, the, good, the good part is it's one of those terrible B-rated movies from the past that uh, you know I sometimes enjoy. Yeah. So I like, but I also think it could deal with a, a, a remake. I think a fresh coat of paint on it would be great. Oh yeah. Again, all of these movies, if you put some money into them and make them a bit bigger and put them out in theaters, I think that you could have a whole new wave of slashers. And which you know, you're gonna oversaturate the market if you do that. But these are movies that tried to copy all the slashers of their day, and you know, it's this one was one again. The kills were really good in this movie, and they saved it. If the kills weren't as good as they were, this movie would have been absolutely unwatchable. You know how many movies there are that way? Quite a few. Quite a few. But this Quite one's like up there. I mean, they people try to group this in like that that level of movies like Prom Night. You know, not the big ones, but like that kind of like next level, like level two, level three, like like in there. This is a this is a D movie. Yeah, they try to put it in the B movie class, and we should correct that. It's probably a C or D movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but I mean, there's some there's some good kernels. I think a fresh coat of paint on it, and maybe flush out some things. And yeah, I think it'd be good. I'd love to I see it. It'd be a good Shutter original, even. Why not? Right. How about White Zombie? Going way back. Holy shit! Going um, way back. If you, I mean, are we talking about remaking the exact movie, or like taking some liberties and changing some shit? Taking doing what you need to do to make a, a remake of it. Then I'm fine with that. The movie's what? Almost a hundred years old yeah, now. Why not? Then? Eighty years old. Why not? I think you'd have to you'd have to do some or you could do some really artsy shit. You know who should direct White Zombie? The Professor. No. Rob Zombie. And not just because he was in a band White Zombie. I wasn't trying to be funny. No. I just think that if you made this a crazy Rob Zombie production, just a remake of fucking White Zombie in the Rob Zombie-esque way of making a horror movie, which sometimes is good and sometimes is bad. Right. Because depending on I think that this was is right up his alley. He's think about obsessed it. with this movie too, so right. I'd love to see what he could do with it. But well, think about it. Lords of Salem. Could you imagine a white zombie Lords of Salem style? I would love to I think see that, that that would be great. So I, I would say yes, as long as Rob Zombie's doing it. I'd be all for that. Yeah. That's, that's Lords of Salem take on style that. of white zombie, I think, would be phenomenal. Absolutely. I'm in. 
How about uh, a movie that uh, stars uh, an old friend of the show, Night of the Creeps? Jill Whitlow. Jill Whitlow. Who Jill. She's, was an she's awesome, tremendous. lovely person. She's tremendous. She was. Uh, Night of the Creeps is great. Um, this would be a great movie for some of our friends right now who are making great dark comedies. Yeah. I think this movie should just be a dark comedy. I think it would be perfect. It's it's this kind of alien zombie kind of hybrid. Make it funny. Make it, you know, keep the same setting. We're going, we're going prom night, dance, yep. formal, and, you know, shit goes down. Yeah, let's do it. I, I But I, I would really like to see it tongue-in-cheek, black comedy style. And I guess we kind of did uh, get one with the movie Slither, which was kind of similar. Slither is a great movie. True. Great movie. Very underrated. But I wouldn't say, I, I don't think Slither is directly Night of the Creeps, though. No. Not, not that cheesy. Right, and I'm talking of we're doing a remake of this. I want this as cheesy as the original was when it came out in the 1980s. I want that as cheesy as that, but modernized. So, like our good friends over at Radio Silence would be perfect for this movie. Yeah, because they made there's there's probably no better group than making dark comedies. Them or the Blumhouse, uh, the people the the people at Blumhouse that were behind the Happy Death Day uh, movies, like somebody like that. Take this, make it cheesy, make it campy, make it fun. Right, right, and throw in some good effects. Because that, that, that's what those, those, those parties are known for. Because obviously we saw Radio Silence do it with uh, uh, Ready or Not. And like I said, I would this is a Blumhouse p- production if you have the people behind Happy Death Day do it. Because do that kind. Do it cheesy, can't be funny, but put some good effects in it to make it like... Because you know, those, both of those movies were funny in their own way, but they had great effects to make you remember, oh shit, it is still a horror movie at the end. Right, right. And I think that this movie would be perfect in that realm, but I want it over the top funny as well. Yeah. So maybe that maybe I changed my mind. Maybe just specifically Blumhouse do this movie. Because I think that they would go over the top. Because Happy Death Day to You was kind of an over-the-top comedy movie. And that but it was. but occasionally they hit you with one of those serious kills and you're like, oh fuck. Right. For, right. I forgot what I was watching. I thought I was watching uh, a, a Groundhog's Day sequel or remake. <laughs> and then, then I got fucking blood and guts. So I think that's what we need for this movie. I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. Pumpkinhead. Which is a franchise. It but. is, but it's a franchise that fell on its ass, man. And I am a yeah. fan of these movies. You know what? Yeah. I could see this being done, but I would like to see somebody who is who still loves practical effects doing this. Oh, movie. absolutely. I don't I don't necessarily want to see a CGI pumpkin head. Right. I don't want to want to see that either. I want to see practical effects all the way, but again, pump some money into this thing and even the first movie, it's obviously the best of, of the bunch. I think there's four there's at least four of them now. There were two that went straight to sci fi. Um but there was something about that movie. It's not... A lot of people love it. In my opinion, it's not a great horror movie, but it's got a great atmosphere. And little little uh, piece of trivia, the house that the second half of the movie takes place in, do you know what that house was also in? No. It was the Jarvis house from Friday the 13th Part 4. Oh, that's pretty awesome. If you actually watch it back, you'll see when they kind of hide out in their safe house after the little boy gets killed, mm-hmm. you'll notice like when you see the kitchen and the, the living room and stuff, it's... Oh, that's it pretty cool. I... I, I would be a fan to see this get done. I mean, some of the sequels were really bad. Remember, there was one with the uh, the the legacy biker gang, the Red Wings or clubs, <laughs> Motor like Club. Doug Bradley's in one of them. Yeah, yeah. but the, the fact that they called the fucking the, the motor it wasn't motorcycles, it was just a motor car group. It was like high school and high school. It was almost like a high school fraternity in the town, and they were the Red Wings. And I'm like, <laughs> you do realize what Red Wings are, right, guys? You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh, maybe it was blood. One of them was called Blood Wings. Uh, that uh, that's the name of the movie, but the, the they were called the, the gang Red Wings? was the Red Wings because <laughs> the Blood Wings was the revenge. 
Okay. Because the, basically the young kids inadvertently kill the old lady, and that's right. what brings Pumpkinhead back. Because, you know, he ain't, he ain't playing those games. And then you find out that the older guys in the group, the original, like, back, they were the ones responsible for his death. Oh. Some weird shit. That might have been the second one now that you mention it. Yeah, it was some weird, like... The second one is the next best one in the series, but um, I don't know. I, I Pumpkinhead, mean, of course, was the the son, the deformed son of uh, the yeah. witch, the witch in the That's movie. That's the second movie. Yeah, and so... When she, when the one young boy dies in the original movie and the father comes to her, she unleashes her son to get revenge. So that's what we see of the... Only I don't think it was her son in the first movie. Yeah, they don't, say, they don't explain it as her son. You're right. correct. They just, it's their tool of revenge. And that, that's right. The second movie is the one we're thinking about because that's where you find out it's her son. He was murdered, bullied and murdered. And then she buried him in a way where he could come back as this... Ve- a demon of vengeance, if you will. Right. Then when she dies, he just comes back. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I just I picture you know a movie that has that gritty, dark. It had like a lot of um, black and orange, which is perfect for a movie called Pumpkinhead. But I remember it's a lot of blues. Like it, it had great colors in the original movie. It had a great atmosphere, but it was it felt very low budget. The acting wasn't very good. Um, La- Uncle Lance was in it. Lance yes, Hendrickson. Lance Hendrickson. He was um, the father of the son. Yeah, the, the, the maestro died. and I have this theory that if you just like give him like a sandwich and maybe like a six pack of beer, he'll do any movie for you. Probably. He doesn't even need to get paid. He'll he's just been show in some up. great movies. Though. He's been everything when you look back. He's, he's, he's been in some great movies. Though. Ed he's done a great Holly. Job. Ed Holly. But you know, you got the old lady that was arguably the creepier than the monster. You know, there True. was there's a lot of good in that movie, but there was something lacking. And I, I think that that's a movie that could really benefit from a remake. So I'd like to see it. Absolutely. Here's one that I think you might agree with me because we watched it together. You've met the people that were involved with this movie, and we still kind of scratch our heads and say, "What just happened? What what's going on here?" And that's Phantasm. Yeah, but how do you really tackle that? Start over. Do something different. I'm just saying Similar, it's, but different. It's, it's crazy, though. There's, I, I, I still don't understand. Like, and mind you, I've met wonderful people. It is a great movie. You just don't know what the fuck is going on by the end of it. <laughs> you don't know what's real and not real and what's fake and not fake. You don't know nothing. My understanding is the last one that they made, I think it was the fifth one, they finally explain or try to explain like what's been going on throughout the series. That, that Maestro told me that. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I've seen parts of the second one. I'm going to have to go back and watch one. it, I guess. I don't know. Once again... If it takes you to the fifth movie to explain it, it's, it's I don't know what's happening in any of the other ones. And people come back like 40 and leave years and, and five die, movies. and it's fucking crazy. It's good shit, but just just crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. You sound like Vince McMahon there. All right. Uh, how about the movie The Stuff? Uh, that could work. Something different. But yeah, it's something different. It could work. It could yeah. work. So could see that. Some stuff there. One of my all-time favorite slashers, but again, doesn't quite hit the, the mark with everything. The Prowler. Great slasher movie from the early 80s, but something... Something better could be done if it was done with a modern take with it. Because we need more 4th of July slash President's Day movies. <laughs> this one, I think, takes place on Memorial Day weekend. It does take place on Memorial Day, but I'm kind of like launching into everything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it wasn't bad. Uh, some cool kills. Yeah? It, 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 uh, make it a Shutter original. Why not? How about Phantoms? Phantoms like a motherfucker, yo. I would argue what's wrong with Phantoms. I like that movie. That was <laughs> in that too. era of like post Scream, and they were trying to make the slick horror movies. Ben Affleck was Ben in Affleck. It. You know, he, ben, he became ben Affleck's Batman. the bomb in Phantoms. Yeah. He turns into Batman in the movie. He, you know, I'm just gonna Rose say, Rose McGowan's in it. Phantoms like a motherfucker. Peter O'Toole. 
Leo Schreiber. Leo Schreiber was in that. Yeah. He was great. He was about the best part of the movie. But there was something missing with that movie. But there was a lot of good stuff that could have been done there. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know about a remake. I think more people should just watch the original. Phantoms is a bomb, <laughs> yo. Uh, and one last one I'm gonna throw in there. I don't have it on the list, but it popped in my head when you mentioned the Fourth of July. But what about I know what you did last summer? Born on the Fourth of July. Born on the Fourth of July, starring Tom Cruise. Uh that'd be great. Comes back uh, as a killer. I mean, he still looks the same. Yeah. Uh. Listen, I know what you did last summer, and not right now. You don't think? They, well, you know what it is? They fucking ruined it with doing that shitty fucking series. Oh, that's I forgot right. that happened. Uh, uh, you're going to have to put that on the back burner. Yeah, that was only like bit. six months ago, and yeah. I already forgot about it. You're going to have to put it on the back burner, because that, that series was horrible. It was. It was like MTV's The Hills. Yeah, it really was. And then and then throw in some slasher elements. It's, it was bad. Yeah. Very bad. Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I would agree with you normally, but you're going to have to let that fucker chill out for a few years. And let the, like scream let, let the, the dirty taste and, let the dirty taste get out of your mouth. Yeah, like scream the series and then scream five. Like yeah. it took several years, but I think that it's something. If you went back, because I guess the original book wasn't necessarily a slasher. It wasn't a horror. It was like more of a thriller of what was going on. Um, I like what they did with the movie. That's I know what you did last summer, and I still know what you did last summer. There was a special place in my heart for them. Those were early movies that got me into. But not horror. the third one. Ugh, not the third one. Where where that which we shall not speak of. Uh, you where Ben? Ben is now a ghost. He's a ghost a killing people at some ski resort, way far away from wherever the uh, events of the first movie. But just remember, it's the killer is Will Benson. Get it, <laughs> Ben Son. <laughs> uh, I have a special place in my heart also for the first two. I know what you did last summer movies, but I think that you really have to get the, the shit taste out of your mouth from that horrible series before you could do anything with it. So I would disagree right now. In five years. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. But remake the original. Got anything else you'd want to add to the list? Uh, As far as remaking, not really. I, I do have one, although it's with a caveat that I don't think it needs a remake, but I would like more people to see it. So if it's done well, it could be. And it's one of my favorite horror movies of all time, and that is April Fool's Day. I think April Fool's that Day has a remake. I know. And it's, it's not good. good. Scott uh, Taylor Compton's Ready for this? We, we like to forget that that happened. So we're going to go with it didn't happen because the original is a classic. The original is amazing as one of the greatest twists in horror movie history we've talked about on the show before. Yep. It's one of my favorites of all time. I would like to see a good remake of the original using the original concept, using... You could literally do almost a shot-for-shot shot one and just modernize it. Yeah, I agree. Because I think... It, and I mean, some people will be like, well, then it ruins the, the surprise ending for those who have seen the original. Sure, but if it's done well, it doesn't matter. Right, right. And, I, and there's a lot of people who have never seen April Fool's Day. So if you put it back out and you did it really good, it'd be great. That's one that I would almost like to see. I ha uh, the movie's been on uh, one of the movie channels lately, and the thought popped in my head where I, I don't think you could really pull it off, but what if you got some of the original actors back? What if you got Deborah Foreman back to play Muffy? Bring back Biff Tannen? Bring back Bip, bring back somebody that was involved with that. I don't think Amy Steele is really acting anymore, but definitely got to bring back um, Deborah Foreman to play Muffy. Try to get it set in the same house. Try. I don't know, you know, if they could even get a hold of it, but try to get the same house back that they used for filming and make a sequel that's taking place forty years later. Muffy is older. She's been running this bed and breakfast, this mystery weekend all these years, and somebody actually comes back and actually starts killing people using some kind Use of prank a twist gags. to the twist. Yeah. 
And I you know, come that. to find out, so it's maybe Siebel? one of the original killers. I'd like or, I mean, uh, original people that was. I'd like that too. You know, it's Amy Steele. She comes back for one more movie. She's like deranged because she said, "Fuck that!" It fucked up my entire head when you fucked with me yeah. all those years ago. I, I would dig that. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or maybe Harvey. So I could put this on the sequel. Bring list Harvey as well. back, the, the Southern Harvey. Cowboy. Harvey. <laughs> yeah, I can see that on a list as well. A sequel no. list or the remake, and the reason I say, and I, I we forget that the other remake happens, right? Like we, I, I like to pretend that doesn't exist because it was terrible. Yeah, terrible. And it, I do want to point out too that I did have one other one on here, and then we found out that it is going to be remade for the uh, streaming service Tubi, and that's Terror Train. But apparently there was already one remake that I didn't know about, and uh, now it's being remade again. It's coming out later this year. So all right, well that's that was gonna, removed. That's going to do it for the remake list this week. Uh, of course, if you would like to add in some movies that you think should remake, or just say hello, you can do that on social media. Uh, Horror Zone six oh seven on Facebook, like and share the page at Horror Zone six oh seven on Twitter and Instagram. Of course, visit eight one two two productions dot com to get all of the information about everything we do here at eight one two two productions dot com, including the Patreon. Uh, link patreon.com slash 8122productions including the uh, T public link to get some cool swag and last but certainly not least the link to twitch.tv slash podcast and so much more at 8122productions.com if you forget any of that just make sure you look at the links in the liner notes of the podcast but before we go to break and come back with our movie review I'm sure you have a little piece of uh, Horror Zone trivia for well, us. that I do so it is time of course for the Horror Zone 607 trivia question of the week this question is who was originally signed on to direct the original Firestarter? And if you were paying attention, we, docked, we I did mention this last week. But once again, who was originally signed on to direct the original Firestarter? The answer coming up right after the break. Hey, it's Courtney Gaines, Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to Horror Zone 607. Back to the zone. That, of course, is the song Firestarter. And that's because we're going to be talking about the new Firestarter and reviewing that movie here this week. Absolutely. It's going to be a good time. But before we get there, we got to talk about the trivia question for the week. Yes. And the question was, who was originally signed on to direct the original Firestarter? So just to put in a little context, Mark L. Lester is the man that directed the 1984 original. But somebody else was originally signed on to direct that movie. Who was it? Uh, you said that you tipped it last week, and I mentioned to you during the Patreon break that I did not catch it. So uh, I'm, I have zero clue, so I'm just going to throw a guess into the dark. Okay. 
Haley Mills. No, I'm not going to guess Haley Mills. I was going to do it for funny because usually when we don't know it to pick on the professor, we always say Haley Mills. But I'm not doing Haley Mills. I'm gonna, I'm going to guess Joe Dante. Why not? No. Okay. The correct answer is the man who came back to score the uh, the the remake. John Carpenter. John Carpenter. I should have, now that you mentioned it, I think I do remember. You want to know something. why he got fired from it? I don't know. Because he did this little movie that was just so awful and did so poorly that it was never going to make it called The Thing. Really? Yeah. This this awful, awful movie called The Thing that was just never going to make it. It was never going to do it. It was never going to get there. Wow. Which, of course, now Surprising. is considered one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Yes, which was a remake. So, yeah. The Thing yeah. got him fired from Firestarter. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yep. Well, I guess full circle now. Well, we'll yeah. talk about that in a second. Uh, because, as you know, this week's uh, Horror Zone movie review is Firestarter, the, the remake from 2022. Uh, of course, just to spell it out for you guys, because now that we've been, now we're back, the way that we're doing things now, just want to remind it is first of all, first and foremost, we will give a spoiler free synopsis of the film. Then we are going to give you, you know, the, you know, the, the stats, you know, who's in it, you know, when it came out, et cetera, et cetera. And then. We are going to give you a spoiler-free recommendation or not recommendation for the movie. And then we'll play the spoiler alert. When we come back on the other side of the spoiler alert, we are going to give you our review with spoilers of Firestarter. So that way, nobody who hasn't seen it or still wants to see it can uh, be surprised by it. There you go. That's how we're going to do all of them. Even though the older ones, we're going to do that way because you never know. You might have not seen a movie. It is what it is. All right. Are you ready to uh, get the synopsis of this movie? So, a couple uh, desperately try to hide their daughter, Charlie, from a shadowy federal agency that wants to harness her unprecedented gift for turning fire into a weapon of mass destruction. Her father taught her how to diffuse her power, but as Charlie turns 11, the fire becomes harder and harder to control. When a mysterious operative finally finds the family, he tries to seize Charlie once and for all, but she has other plans. Of course, Firestarter just came out in the theaters and on Peacock uh, on May the 13th of 2022. Uh, it's got a runtime of 94 minutes. It was distributed by Universal Pictures. Production companies include Blumhouse Productions, Weed Road Production, Pictures, Boulder Light Pictures, and Angry Adam Productions. Uh, the movie uh, is produced by Jason Blum and Akiva Goldsman. Of course, it's based on a story, Firestarter, by the legendary Stephen King. Scott Teams did the screenplay while Keith Thomas directed the film. Cinematography was done by Kareem Hussein, edited by Tim Alverson, and the music was done by John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies. And you can definitely tell it was a John Carpenter score in this film. Uh, this movie stars Zach Efron, Ryan Keir Armstrong, Sidney Lemon, Kurtwood Smith, John Beasley, Michael Gray Eyes, and Gloria Rubin, and so many more. The budget of this movie was $12 million. Mike, would you like to guess what the box office is currently on it? Mind you, it is on Peacock as well for free. Well, for a subscription price, $4.99. Based on how low the totals were in its opening weekend, I'm going to say probably less than $10 million. You're correct. $7.7 million. I was going to say so maybe getting, seven. Believe it or not, in the theaters, so. it is actually getting closer to the budget, even though it's still on the Peacock. So, I mean, it made more money than it made in its opening week, in the preceding week. Did it really? Yeah, because the, the opening week was below it's like three, million, it's like three million. And now, because the movie's been out for two weeks, it's up to seven. So, it obviously made four. Hmm. So, I mean, good on them, I is guess. Is that worldwide, though, or is it just in the States? That's worldwide. <laughs> oh, there you go. But, the, the, but for a movie that's on the Peacock, you're really cutting right. into your cutting into your values if you will 
So with that being said, that brings us to our spoiler-free recommendation. Uh, Mike C., I'll start with you. Do you recommend seeing this movie? Why or why not? I can't say that I do recommend it, but I also can't say that I don't. This is a tough one because this movie is just getting buried by critics. I haven't seen very many people anywhere that have given this any kind of praise whatsoever. Um, the little bit of praise that they are getting, it's usually Zac Efron did a great job, which I would agree with, and we'll talk about that later. Um, I just don't know that this movie was necessary. It didn't really... It, it felt very... There, there was a couple of subtle differences, and we'll get into it when we get into the more spoiler part of it. Um, but it was mostly you know, similar to the original movie, and the original movie wasn't that great either. It, it didn't need to be remade. Um, so, no, I can't say that I would necessarily recommend it. If you are going to watch it, watch it on Peacock. Don't waste your money at the theater. You know what the sunny part about it is? When you talk about positive reviews, for as positive as it's going to be, 3FN, we gave it a, well, most of us gave it a positive review, believe it or not. And I still do. I actually, because it's on Peacock, I recommend to watch it on Peacock. I wouldn't recommend necessarily going to the theater to see it. Although if you love the theater or like me, you have the Regal Unlimited Pass, go for it. But I wouldn't necessarily recommend going to see it at the theater. Yeah. Uh, but I do recommend seeing it. I, 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 I found it entertaining for what it was. Uh, once again, I, I don't, I'm not going to say it was the greatest movie I've ever seen. However, I'm also going to say that it was entertaining. I don't regret watching the hour and a half movie I watched. Right, right. I mean, I did see it in the theater, so maybe that makes a difference, but I don't think it does. Really. Right. But with that being said, uh, now we're going to play the drop. So that means if you haven't seen 2022 Firestarter Remake, and you're planning on seeing it, don't want it spoiled, this is where you pause the show, watch the movie on the Peacock, come back, and listen to what we say about it. If you have seen the movie or just don't give a shit and don't care if it's spoiled, then just stay in because we're going to give you spoiler free. But the spoiler alert is about to sound, and after we come back, we will be talking spoilers for Firestarter 2022. Is there a better alert than Rambo? There's not. Exactly. With that being said, though, this is we're going to be talking spoilers. So we, the way we're going to do it, we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and then we're going to give the internet scores, and then we're going to give our scores for Firestarter 2022. So let's start with positives of the film. Uh, I will start because you already said it. I, I believe it or not, I thought that the acting in this movie was was pretty good overall. I thought that I, I really did like the performance of this film. In particular, Zac Efron was very good in the movie. Uh, for a young girl, other than a few lines that I didn't like, but that's not her fault. That's writing. Liar, liar. Her pants, pants on, on fire. fire. That was the most ridiculous and did not belong in there. But other than that, I thought she did very well for a young girl. She did very well in the movie. Uh, Gloria Rubens does a great job of being hateful. Like, you just hate that character. Like, she doesn't really play it necessarily as an asshole, but you can tell she's, she plays it as a cold governmental worker. Yeah. And I really did like uh, Grey Eyes as Redbird. I thought he did a good job as Redbird. Rainbird? Or Rainbird. Sorry, I thought it was, was Redbird, too. too. I just haven't looked down. Rainbird. Rainbird. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not looking at my notes currently, but yes, Rainbird. I thought he did a great job in that as well. So I, I really did dig the acting of this film. Overall, I thought that everybody did a very good had a very good performance. There's a couple, you know, forgettable ones, but eh. That's going to be in every movie, right? Right. Uh, I did, uh, continuing that, I did like, for the most part, and yes, it is kind of like a, a true remake and the fact that it's very similar to the original, but I did like, you know, the story is is conducive to itself. It does go off the rails a little bit. There is a little bit of plot problems. There's always going to be. Uh, and, but with that being said, for the most part, the story was concise. It is a story of not revenge, but of redemption. And so I liked how they tied that all in towards the end of the film. So I did dig that. Uh, other positive for me, 
is definitely I would say I like the third act quite a bit although the liar liar pats on fire fucking line could have gone uh, but outside of that I thought the third act was pretty entertaining in its own I, I, I liked the, the final scene of her just fucking destroying shit when she walks through particularly the uh, head nod and the two guys that shot themselves in the head that was each other sorry in the head that was kind of fucking fun uh, like I said if it wasn't for the liar liar pants on fire line I thought that was that kind of took that's where it kind of was like ah fuck um, also I didn't understand necessarily why she can fucking burn through uh, like bulletproof thick glass but she couldn't yeah. burn the dudes in the fucking suits that was kind of weird although that's I guess that the point was to have Rainbird come and save the day if you yeah. will uh, but yeah I, I, I don't know uh, other than that like those were little nitpickies but I, for the most part I thought it was an entertaining finale for the movie uh, I was I, I loved loved Beasley's performance as the old man I thought that he was very good he was he was the old black guy that was played by oh, Michael Michael yeah, Beasley yeah, yeah, plays yeah, yeah. Michael Beasley plays the, him he's and the I, coach from Rudy yes I loved his performance in this movie, especially when he comes to the realization after he calls the cops. So like, don't worry, I'll take care of this. Yeah. And he goes out, starts rambling. Yeah, I was watching something, and it said that, you know, you remember what you watch on TV, and I must have been watching the news when I fell asleep, and I called you guys. Did I mention I was, I'm drunk? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a good line. It he was, was great, good. He was, I, I liked him. He was fun. You thought there was going to be more sinister stuff to him. There wasn't. Yeah. I, d- I did. I definitely like, I, I did like his arc and I, I, I enjoyed that there was not more sinister because I, I liked him being the old guy who's just guilt ridden. But at the same time, that, that, that explanation was so good with the cops. He's like, you know, he's just rambling on like an old guy would. And he's like, did I mention I'm drunk? <laughs> <laughs> that did have me laughing. So that was, that was one of the better lines in the movie. But uh, as far as, po- oh, and of course, positive the score. Yeah, I enjoyed the score. I mean, I don't know if you did or not. I didn't even notice most of it. And w- at the, the end, what the it was like, it sounded just like the Halloween. Yeah, twenty eighteen. No, that's how like you know the exact John, same song almost. Listen, John John Carpenter has a very, very recognizable sound to his music. It doesn't change too much, but I still love it because I don't know. There's something for me about the synths and the way he does the simple piano riff over a synth and stuff. I I actually dig that. That's just me. That's my personal preference, hence why I like his score. But if, if you don't like that or if it bothers you, I get it too. I just have always been a fan of John Carpenter's score because really like it does stuff. stay the same. I'm not a fan of his newer scores, but... I mean, it, it really kind of is the same, just a little more clean. If you really Maybe think about it, it, it is. really is I the same. I, I think what bothers you is it's so recognizable. You know you're listening to a John Carpenter score as soon as you hear it. Yeah. Like There's no way you can be like, oh, it is not John Carpenter. Like I said, it's, it's basically synth. And then he puts a simple piano thing over. Right. And make no mistake about it. Go back and listen to the three episodes that, you know, I did my countdown of the top scores. I don't know how many John Carpenter was. Oh, there's a bunch. About four or five not, of them I'm not there. saying you hate Carpenter. Carpenter's I, my I can, favorite. I can understand why over time you're like, oh, we've I just heard. I like his modern take Because you're, com- you're comparing it to everything he's did. But once again, I his modern take, I think, is just a little more clean. Yeah, I hate it's the, not as uh, It's not as... Oh. Yeah, like I, don't that, why, like, I don't know why. I don't know why like he foghorn sounding. I will give you that. I don't understand why he adds that in these days. Yeah, he does. It's almost like his dubstep remix. Yeah, but uh, but for the most part, I still enjoyed it. That was just me. What did you think positive of the movie? Um, it's hard to say because I keep going back and comparing it to the original. And the original one again. The original movie is one that scared me half to death as a kid. Um, that is sad. And it, you know, I was afraid of horror movies back then. So, you know, now it's nothing. But that movie actually used to scare me because it was on television all the time. And it, for whatever reason, it did scare me. Um, and I just thought that everything about the original movie was, was you know, they did this mostly the same thing in this one, but it, it was done better in the original. Um, I did think that Zac Efron was good. 
uh, for what he was given. Um, I think he's always good. You know, let's let's face it. A lot of people, a lot of guys in particular, will say, "Oh, he's the worst." That guy because he's a pretty boy and because he came from uh, Disney Channel type stuff. So what? It's like Justin Timberlake. People still like to make fun of him because he was in NSYNC. He's an incredible actor, both in comedy and in serious roles. And that's how Zac Efron is. You want to see a good Zac Efron comedy? Go watch Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Stupid, mindless movie, and it is hilarious. I enjoy. He's Zac a great Efron. actor. I, I enjoy Zac. Yeah, Efron. and I just I think that David Keith did a better job in the role uh, in the original one, but. I thought that, you know, what they gave him in this, he did a good job. Uh, Ryan Kira Armstrong is Charlie. Um, I thought that she was okay. Again, Drew Barrymore, for the most part, I thought played the role better um, in the original. But, you know, she did good for what she had. Sidney Lemon played the, the role of the mother uh, better than I than the original. Um, the original one, Heather Locklear, actually. Young Heather Locklear was the mother in the original one. Which is strange, but yes. Um, so I, th- I thought that Sydney Lemon did a great job. Her role was better than Heather, Heather Locklear's in the original. Um, John Beasley, again, you know, did a great job as the old man. I thought that the old people were better in the original one. But, again, you know, we'll get to that when we get to, like, the hey, negatives of this. I, I still like John Beasley. He's good. I did. I, I like him, too. I, I've liked that guy ever since he was in Rudy. Um, so, you know, overall, this, this movie... Um, for for all of the the hate that it's getting, I I definitely don't agree with that. I thought it was an entertaining movie. I just didn't think it was as good as the original one. And again, we'll get to that as we as we finish this up. I'm gonna say that again, you know, as we finish up the review. But I I definitely thought that it was better than what it's being given. And you know that I, I can be harsh with a I movie agree. review. With movie review. Uh, I don't think that this movie was near as bad as everybody's making it out to be. Uh, let's start. So let's go over some negatives. Uh, I'm gonna say the first negative, and and this is. There were some choices in the screenwriting that I didn't like. And one of them is they should have had some comeuppance for that little bully in the red hair. Yeah. I, and mind you, I can understand that somebody's out there like, well, you know, it didn't happen, so how is that a negative? It's a fucking negative because why the fuck have that shit in there if there's nothing, no repercussions? Like, right. she should have fucking threw him off of a bike or, you know, maybe not killed him, but done something to him. Right. Like, because that's just, it's it was just annoying that that was in the movie. I guess it was to show that she gets bullied, but at the same point in juncture, like, why not do something? Why not have, like, all the fucking uh, the dodgeballs go flying at all the kids, and then she runs away, and that's why they have to leave. Right. Like, they could have done something different there. I, that's all I'm saying. Uh, with that being said, uh, I think that some of the... Uh, another takeaway, I would have I loved, more, you know, some more Kurtwood. Yeah. He's yeah, great. His role was and very... I, and I, he was very short. We got him doing the talk over in the beginning where they gave us the backstory during the opening credits. And then they gave us that one scene in the in the in the mental hospital. I'm assuming it's a mental hospital, right? Yeah. Uh, so like they gave us those two scenes. That's it. And I'm like, man, I would have liked him to pop his head back in, maybe in the finale or something, just because I liked his dialogue. I liked how he tied it in. And I would have liked to see more of him. Uh, those are just personal preferences. Uh, the liar, liar, pants on fire line. I know we keep going back because mm. I should put it in the soundboard. That's how bad it is. Uh, <laughs> is it in there now? No, I should put you it should. in the soundboard just so we have it. Uh, for di- using different things, and especially when somebody's lying. Uh, yeah, yeah, we could have done without that. Could have done without that. I, I thought that, that I thought everything was going fine in that third act. I mean, as fine as it was going to go. And then that kind of takes you out of it. Right. Also, dumb choices made in the script writing by these people. So these people are agents. These people know what this little girl is capable of, correct? They right. know what these other people who are superhumans will call them because basically it's a superhero movie if you really think about yeah. it uh so these superhumans even though they create them they're still superhumans they know what they're capable of correct I, I i i'm only assuming because if they work for this fucking company they have to know right right 
they do all the things where they put the fucking contact lenses and shit in to block it, right? Ugh. But when she we go into the third act and she enters the building through the parking garage, and the guy in the car lies to her, knowing what she can do and who she is and why she's there, knowing that her firepower is um, sh- shoddy of her control at best, right? At this point in Juncture, they, they have no belief that she really has complete control over it. That shit could just go off, right? I mean, we see a little scene in between where they kind of she's trying to master it a little bit. But really, it's dealt with her emotions. So why do you lie to this little girl? When she calls you out and can read, obviously, and knows that you're an agent. Then she asks you if you have a gun. Previous to this, we hear this guy on the phone with his wife who is pregnant. Because he mentions about how she's pregnant and she's mm-hmm. at home. So if I'm a guy who has a wife at home that's pregnant and I want to go home to see my child being born and this little girl comes, which by the way, the order was if she showed up to clear the way for her to go to where they wanted her. They weren't interfering with her. They were just letting her go. And she asked me for my badge so I can get into the building. I'm going to give her my badge. I'm going to tell her whatever she wants to know. And she told him, I don't want to hurt you. And she does say that. And I'm going to drive the fuck off and go home to my pregnant wife. And, and I don't give a fuck what happens there. Right. Right. Instead, this asshole pulls out a gun and looks like tries going to try to shoot her. Mind you, the girl, little girl's a fucking psychic. Like she has her, both of her parents' powers, which means she's a fucking psychic. Yeah. She can read his fucking mind. And bend you stupid his mind. fuck and bend it. And this dumb motherfucker does that and gets burnt. And then, of course, we hear the line from earlier in the movie with the cat. Well, can't let him suffer. Yeah. So she fucking blasts him again. Like, like, but I'm just saying that's a dumb thing. And then the liar, liar, pass on fire. So that lady could have just left because she looks at her and it looks like she's just going to let her leave. But then she has to notice that she's trying to distract before the guy behind her to shoot her. Mm-hmm. And once again, wasn't she pulling out a gun too? No, no, she didn't pull out a gun. I think that she whole might, scene. I think, I think she might've pulled, check me out. I think she might've pulled it out after she killed the other guy right before the line and then in that case I was checked out from there but like she's doing this thing to be dishonest once again with a girl that everybody in that building knows has psychic abilities what the fuck you just watched her have two cops two agents shoot each other in the head like and this is the girl that you're gonna be like oh yeah I'm just gonna wink wink nod nod to the guy behind you right and it's like writing things like that drives me nuts because it treats the audience like they're stupid and like, why are people? Because in real life, who is that fucking dumb? Right. Who is that dumb? I'm gonna say whatever I have to do. I'm gonna tell the girl everything she knows. Listen, I fucking I hate these people too. Let me go. Let me go home. Right. She didn't even want to hurt the original guy, but he's stupid. Stupid. So like, I hated. Agreed. I hated how they they filled in with these dolts. Um. Yeah, the whole final act was pretty rough. I didn't mind the actual action in the final half. I just didn't like. They added shit. That's yeah. the weird part about it. Like, if you would have just had her go on the rampage, I'm fine with that. But then you add in stupid people doing stupid things. Right. And once again, you would be like, well, you know, it's a movie, blah, blah, blah. But these are people who specialize in this. It's a company that specializes in these superhumans. They fucking know. Right. They know what this girl is capable of. Yet you do dumb shit. That's stupid. It's just stupid to me. They didn't have a better game fucking plan. Like, come on. Shit fell apart, I'd leave. Yeah. But uh, all this side of that, there's just like story stuff like that that just, just irritated and irked the fuck out of me. But right. what didn't you like? I, I agree with all of that stuff. But yeah, what I will add is, you know, first of all, and again, I'm going to be doing a lot of comparisons with the original movie with this. So 
Zach Efron um, in this movie, when he tries to bend a mind, I thought that David Keith did it much better in the original movie. Um, the the CGI with his eyes bleeding just drove me nuts. In the original movie, David Keith, when he does whatever he's going to do, like he kind of puts his hand up like this on, on the side of his head, and he'll do something, and his nose would start bleeding. He had like tissues with him that were just full of blood. And it looked like he really, like I wouldn't be surprised if somebody punched him in the nose 15 times in the movie to make his nose bleed. It looked that real in the original movie. This, you could see that it was, he's walking along and they're like starting to bleed as he's walking. It was all CGI. Um, obviously, I mean, they're not going to make his eyes bleed, oh, you know, man. or anything like that. But I just thought that it looked much, much better in the original. Um, next, uh, Ryan Keir Armstrong is Charlie. You know, again, in the, I have not read the book, so I don't know what Charlie can and cannot do in the original content. But in the original movie, she can only, you know, when she gets emotional, she almost can't control the fire that's that's uh, that she's creating. Uh, by the end of the movie, she kind of can more, but she doesn't take the abilities of her mother and father. She can't. She's not a psychic. She can't bend minds. She can't do any of that. So they added that in, and that's a difference between the original and this one. And I, I thought that that was better in the original as well. Um, you know, it makes sense. She's, you know, a product of her two parents. So why wouldn't she have something that her parents have? But I don't know what the original content is. I don't know if she can do that or if they added that for this movie. So that kind of bothered me a little bit. Um, Michael Gray Eyes is John Rainbird. Um George C. Scott, the legendary George C. Scott, who's one of the great method actors of all time, um, played that role extremely well. He was very manipulative. He was very cold. He was a brutal killer in the original movie. Um, in this one, they you find out that he's got abilities, which, again, I don't know what the content of the original book has, but he didn't have abilities like that in, in the original movie. Um, he was just a stone-cold killer that manipulated Charlie to get in to try to get to her and, and kill her. And in this movie, he gets sent in by this agency, kills her mother, tries to kill the father, tries to kill her. If I, or, No, I don't think he was trying to kill her. He was trying to get her. But he wants to kill her father and take her. He does all these awful things. He ends up getting arrested and put into a cell for unknown reasons in this movie. And then all of a sudden, he pulls a face turn. And he helps her, and he's the big hero, and she's okay going with him. He, knowing this guy, watching this guy murder her mother and trying to kill her father, she just goes with him. No problem. I like you. You're my well, friend. She didn't, she didn't watch him murder his mother in this one. She was dead when she came home. She falls out of the closet where she hit her. Right, but, but he she did, see, she knows that he she did knew, it. Yeah, yeah. And she's got these psychic abilities. She sees an image of it, if I remember right. She knows that he did it. And now she's just going to willingly go with him and say, "Hey, you're my buddy. Thanks for saving me. I'm your friend. I'm going to go with you willingly." We're buddies. Well, there's, there's, there's a, there's. I thought there was more to that. I, I liked what they did there because what they I did. I feel like there was something cut out of the movie that we didn't see. Well, no. What they did is, if you remember, he's the one that calls her there. It's not her father, because that's well, what yeah. Zach Afron says. I didn't, I didn't call you to come here. Right. It was him. And if you remember, the line before he calls her to come is that he was talking to the one, and she he was like, "This is not good. She's, you know, whatever, whatever." And the lady reminds her, well, you killed her mother, so she's going to come for you. And he goes, yes, and I'll, I'll have to pay that penance. Right. So he's ready. That's why the whole point when she saves her, he's ready for her to kill him. Yeah. And then it's the forgiveness and redemption. That's why she was fine at the end, in my opinion. That's why they did it. Because think about it. She could have killed him. You saw all the smoke steam coming off. It looked like. And then she looks at herself and wipes off her face, and she walks away. Well, she needs somebody to protect her. Her parents are gone. Yeah. And so this person redeemed themselves because he brought her there for her vengeance. 
to be carried out. So yeah. it's it's kind of an interesting take, but I, I understood what they were going with. And I like the fact that they made him more of a conflicted. Because remember, he doesn't want to kill the mother. He tells her. He tells her when they're in the thing. He's like, I don't want to have to kill you. But, you know, I need to, like, this is my job. Right. And then she tries to sloppily because she doesn't use her powers ever, which is what, you know, they have that argument. When they have the argument, her and Zach Efron have the argument. Right. Uh, because she doesn't use her powers, she sloppily, she can't do what she wants to do because she doesn't use them. Right. So she's gotten rusty. That's what he says even in the hallway. Oh, you obviously haven't used your powers. You're rusty. Right. And so, like, when he goes in there, his, his natural intention is not to actually kill her, but ends up having to. You know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? I don't know. It was just some I of the changes they, they wanted. Made. I think they wanted to make him more of a troubled character instead of just straight ruthless. Yeah. He was just, it was a completely different character than the original. Again, I don't know what the source material is, you know, for this. I, I, I've never read the book, so I don't know what they took liberties with in either movie. I don't know what, you know, it was, there were very similar movies, you know, for most of it. The end was very different. Um, but throughout most of the movie, you know, this one was better paced. I, I will say that it's it has a good pace. It kind of starts. I'm not going to say like way way up here and just keeps going up. Or there's like all these ups and downs and hills and valleys. It kind of starts in the middle and just keeps that pace the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas the original one is a little bit slower. There's a lot more of Charlie and her father running running around and trying to escape and him trying to protect her. And there's a lot more of that stuff that's going on, which actually added more suspense to the original movie. Um, in my opinion, I just overall, I just I, I didn't think is as good as some of the, you know, movie was it just it wasn't a bad movie. It was just an unnecessary movie. Well, that, that's, that's my take. That's the, the original movie I thought was better and it looked better because of the era that it was made in. See, I don't remember much of the original movie and I didn't really care to go back and watch it because I knew when I watched it before I wasn't a huge fan. So I was just like, yeah, whatever. Let's see what this is right. about. So I think some of the additions to this movie may have entertained me more because I wasn't comparing it to the original. And one, quite thing I, it. one thing I did find out about the original just a couple of days ago, I was reading something about the, the uh, special effects in the original movie. It was 1984, probably 83 when they were making it. There was no CGI back then, but you see these things when Charlie's attacking people. It looks like a big like rock that's on fire. It looks like a giant like boulder that's on fire that she's launching at these people throughout the movie. All of that stuff was actually real. They built these these boulders and lit them on fire and really launched them into buildings and stuff. It was all it was on a wire. It was all practical effects. It was no CGI. And that's cool. And I didn't know that. I thought there was there had to be some kind of something special that was done with that. It was they were really lighting things on fire and throwing them at people and throwing them at buildings in the original movie. So just overall, CGI drives me nuts. Even when it's done well, I hate it. I like practical effects. Well, I like practical effects too, but sometimes if CGI is done well, I, I I don't mind it at all. Right. And sometimes it makes things look slightly better, especially, you know, in things you can't have control of, i.e. fire. No. So as long as it doesn't look too corny, like there it's made for sci-fi. There was some good fire effects in this. Right, right. I'm just saying, as long as it's not corny, like the uh, sci-fi made for asylum films, you know? Right. Like, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all right with it. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, let's give our scores around the internet before we give our scores for this movie. Uh, IMDb gave it 4.6 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, it stands at a staggering 11%. <laughs> Metacritic has it at 32%, and Google users have it at 63%, which is pretty low for Google users, by the way. It is, but higher than I thought that it would be. Yeah, but Google users are always higher than the average, but they're always, it's always a weird take on Google. Right. So with that being said, yes, it has been definitely panned, whether you like it or not. And I'll give my score first, because I've already given it on 3FN. Believe it or not, I, I honestly, I found this better than average. It was entertaining for what it was. I didn't, 
I didn't think that it was a terrible movie. It didn't waste my time at all. With the things that were out of it, I think that the nice part is the, the, the nice crisp brisk uh, pace through it. I think it really does actually help it out because then I felt like I was like, oh, okay, cool. Hour and a half of my time. It was easy peasy. We have a straight line. We're good to go. Uh, I was entertained by a lot of things. I think I gave it a slightly higher because of Diesel's reaction when the cat gets burned. Because Diesel loves cats, as we all know. <laughs> so I, I, I think I gave it slightly higher because I was sitting next to Diesel for that. So I think that's where probably a half a I point of my... I can see him moving, squirming. Yeah, yeah. So, so a half a point where my, my score comes from that. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with everybody. So I did. I give it a solid 6 out of 10. It's a slightly better than average film. I wouldn't recommend paying for it. But you can see it on the Peacock for subscription rights, and I do recommend watching it. It's it's it's, it's overall is better than a lot of the shit I've seen lately. <laughs> like right. I'm gonna be honest, with the outside of like some major movies like you know Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, shit like that. But there's a lot of horror movies I've seen lately that were just they were rough watches, man. They right. were they were real real rough watches, and uh, so this is a breath of fresh air. I think the last real good horror movie, in my opinion, I saw. Like, I shouldn't say real good, but like better than this was probably Scream. 2022 yeah. but outside of that but that's more of a slasher tongue-in-cheek right. radio says i thought i mean there was problems in that movie too but i thought that overall it was a better movie but like i said i i, I thought this movie was entertaining it, it probably would have just gotten a five and a half to put it right over average but i watched it with diesel and i will always remember his reaction for the cats because and it was amazing so uh that's why i'll give it a six i'm being honest i'm being honest i got a half a point extra <laughs> just because i watched it with diesel uh, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. Um, average movie, Close. not horrible, not great, just unnecessary. It didn't need to be redone. You know, it's... Well, most movies that get remade don't need to be remade. Right. You know, it was a cash grab. You know, they were trying to bring something back and make some movie off of it. And it's had a $12 million budget, and it's only made about half of that back so far worldwide. Um, so I feel like it would. We made, don't know what they made with with this. You know, Peacock. How much they paid them? I was going to say, I well, Peacock paid for the movie. I think. Uh, I. I I would I'm going to go on a limb and say I think if it wasn't on Peacock it would have at least made the 12 million back. I'm not Probably. saying it would have made a ton of money. I'm saying it would have made closer to the 20 yeah. million mark because I think most know, people people would have been intrigued enough to go. They would have. And let's face it, you know the reason that we make remakes is because there's a whole generation of people from the last 40 years that didn't know that these movies existed. There's people that didn't know that Halloween existed. Right, right. Before Halloween 2018. I also want to point out. Guy. I also want to point out, and maybe it's easier for you to do, but I I also think that some of the problems with the scores possibly could also come from people who did watch on the Peacock. Because you have commercial interruption. Not if you get the thing. I didn't have right, it, right. But but most people just had the four ninety nine. Yeah. So they got commercial interruption. So the the part where we talked about how nice the fucking pace was, they didn't get think that. about. It, they didn't get that. That's true. I didn't so think I think that. I think that there could that's be something to that. That that's why I think Peacock is terrible to watch for movies. Yeah. If you unless you have unless the, you have the commercial free, right? Which I don't because I only have it so I can watch wrestling pay per views when I choose to. See. My thing, I, I accent, just a quick thing behind the curtain there with that. My credit card, uh, my my uh, credit union got bought out by another one, and they kind of changed things around. And my old credit card is what I had attached to my Roku for that, and it didn't go through. I didn't get my new card yet, so I didn't update it. So I didn't realize that my Peacock membership dropped down to the free one. And I was watching a wrestling couple of wrestling pay-per-views, and it was going to these commercials, but like they didn't end. I had to actually exit out of it and go back, and it was right in the middle of a match. So it's all screwed up yeah, yeah, if you have the free one. Yeah. So it's, it is worth the extra $5 uh, to have the commercial free 
content on there. Just pretty, I'm not somebody that would normally say that. In Peacock's case, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, but see, that's so, my, my problem is I'm just like, I'm just too lazy to pay five bucks more for yeah. for something I'm not using. I barely watch That's just Peacock. my opinion. You know, no, I'm just I, I, no I understand. If, if, in if these cases, if you're going to be watching it, movies on there, Yeah, if you're watching worth, movies on Peacock, then absolutely. I, that's what I'm it's saying. It's mad. But I'm wondering, I'm wondering how much of that might have popped in because yeah. I think... I didn't I think, think of that, and you may be right. I think if you watch it on that brisk pace, I really do believe that, like, I think we're right. It's right around an average to slightly above average film mm-hmm. and so it's not a horrible film that should be right. rated at 11 percent on rotten tomatoes it is not as bad as people are the critics and other people are making it out to me I and mean, people are saying this is one of the worst movies they've ever seen oh they obviously haven't seen some of the movies we've watched in the show. <laughs> right i just want to throw it out there <clears throat> i'm again oh uh, yeah well no i'm was great yeah <laughs> it was glorious. i mean it's a, ter- it's a terrible movie <laughs> but intentionally but it's, it's, terrible. by the way entertainment value of that movie uh, that movie is like an eight out of ten yeah, i know because of the entertainment like, like the actual movie itself is maybe a one some of those two, actors are still then again think about in it a hot it's purpose it's purposely done bad yeah though. purposely done somewhere bad. those people are still on a oh, hot and, still, and, and they twitch every time the camera hits them <laughs> with a big smile on and with a smile on their face and laughing uh <laughs> and somewhere that guy can't ed- exit and enter a room without his shirt changing right, right. i love that there's there certain things in that movie i love we'll we'll review it one day just oh, so you guys can God. understand the, the wonderfulness of lava gut it is fucking phenomenal <laughs> by the way uh but no, no, I, I just don't think it is. I, I mean, I've I've watched some real bad movies right, lately, and I've watched some real bad movies overall in a long time. I mean, uh, if you think this movie is bad, you haven't seen Chernobyl, Irish. right? If you think this movie is bad, you haven't seen Fear.com, right? You know, honestly, I I, I know we rated it. S- right around I think my rating or our rating were slightly the same like uh, there's people who are out here screaming that X was some kind of fucking masterpiece yeah. and I'm sorry I, we must not that those are the people who just love A24 films yeah and I, I'm sorry like the professor yeah and I'm sorry you're gonna give it a 10 out of 10 just by who just, made it yeah it, I'm sorry that movie was it was it was a cheap knockoff of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre with sex to get you through it. Yeah. And then, then I had to see like the most grotesque thing I've seen since fucking Human Centipede with the two old people. 200 year olds. I don't need fucking to see old people fucking scrucking. That's not what I need to see <laughs> in my fucking life. But that's art, I guess. I don't know. And once again, if you don't agree with me, that's fine. And I mean, we didn't give it a terrible score because the, the, that's kills, art. The, kills, the kills were pretty good in that fucking yeah, movie they were. and shit. And it kid, was better than I thought it, could, it was going to be. And Kid Cudi has a large dong. A very large dong. Uh, I, he got there's extra pointage in that movie for that blows in the wind it does it was fucking flapping baby I wish I was kidding about that uh, with that being said though no I just I, 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 I I've seen some pretty terrible fucking movies and this was uh, it's not a bad the movie nice, the nice part about this is it's an it, unnecessary movie there's, there's an uh, unnecessary. we just went through a whole list of movies that would you know benefit from a remake that I think would be a, would have been better choices than oh, Firestarter absolutely. or if you're going to do a remake do it differently they were doing this because of it let's face yeah. it they oh, did yeah. this well, because it was a Stephen they're gonna King do it, they're going to do it for everything yeah I mean doing just think for... later this year what's coming out well, Salem's Lot well, here's the thing also well, let's just be honest we're in the era of the requel yeah and that Yeah, everything's getting the requel because Halloween 2018 hit at the box office everything gets the fucking requel yep I mean hell Scream just made fun of the requel yeah because of it Scream comes back because we got fucking something to bring it back. We're like, oh, and and, and for one, I, I'm one of those people that does not believe Scream came back to cash in on the requel value. It's just the, one of those movies that it's like if you got the, the right writers, they're going to go, oh, we get to make fun of something. Here we go. Because yep. every time Scream Scream comes back, it's something in horror they can make fun of. Right. Like the last time it was those uh, early 2000s right. slick looking horror films we talk about all the times in remakes. Yep. And they came back and they made fun of all of them. And now they come back to make fun of the requels. But now at least at least because we have radio silence we're getting a i i believe a trilogy 
uh, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. It's fine with me because honestly, I, I like those guys over at Radio Science. I think they do the Lord's work. Did I think Scream 2022 was a perfect movie? No, but I did enjoy it. Right. Because I thought that they hit the notes that they need to fucking hit. Right. Uh, but yeah, with that being said, like it's it's one of those things where you're right. It was unnecessary. But at the same time, I just felt like it was, and I saw it in the theater, it was a breath of fresh air to just see a movie that like started and paced itself. Like just like it was a linear line. That's like, here's the fucking movie. I didn't have to worry about them bogging down into some dumb fucking storyline and some bullshit. I don't care about. It's like, Nope, we're just going to go from point A to fucking point B. Here's the journey. And I'm like, okay. And I think that's really where I gave it a higher score was I'm like, okay. And then I did like the acting. Like for the most part, I understand when you if you compare the young lady in this to to Drew Barrymore, it's it's a little rough. Drew Barrymore was a fucking genius actor at a young age, but at the same time, I didn't think she did bad. I think a lot of the stuff that was questionable in the movie was basically screenwriting, because liar liar pants on fire is not something she ad libbed. Right, that was in the script, uh, and so you're like that. And then you had Zac Efron, who I thought did an amazing job. And like I said, everybody in between, I thought they did a very good. And I like, I do like the difference with the, the Rainbird character, not just being a psycho killer, just being, you know, there was a human element to him. Right. Like he had gotten out, they pulled him back in. He really didn't, if you look, he was remorseful when he had to kill the mother. It wasn't his intent. He was like, just help me and I don't have to hurt you. Right. And then she won it because, you know, she's a little bullheaded. Right. And it's the same thing that happened later in the movie even. But then I think the reason that the ending does make sense is because he was bringing her there to destroy that facility and to do that. But with that being said, yeah, there you go. Check it out on Peacock. The Peacock. Cock. Cock. The Peacock. Well, uh, if you want to give us your review for the movie, tell us we're wrong. Tell us we're right. Tell us whatever. Or just say hi. Do it on social media. Horrorzone607 on Facebook. At Horrorzone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag HZ607 whenever talking about the show. And for all other information, make sure you hit up 8122productions.com. All of the those uh, links will be in the liner notes for this show. With that being said, Mike C, take these fine folks home. All right. Thanks, Rich. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening once again this week. Next week, we will be back with... Uh, again, we're going to be doing a list of the movies that could benefit from a sequel this time. I'm not lying this time. We will do that. And um, I'm not sure what we're going to be reviewing for a movie yet, but uh, we will come up with that. And you know it's going to be entertaining. And it's going to be excellent. So don't forget to tune in next week. We will be back with all things horror, talking all things horror, and bringing you, of course, the week's biggest horror movie news. So until then, for Rich, I'm Spooky Mike saying see ya. See ya.